0: There we go. So for today's scripture, I would like to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, 7 and 8. And the second passage we are drawing from Genesis 22, 6 to 7. First passage, Genesis 12, 7 to 8. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on his name uh, on the name of the Lord. Genesis 22, 6 to 7. So Abraham took the word. For the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father! And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Shall we close our eyes in prayer? I do not know. With what expectant heart you walked into this place today? I want to examine yourself. Look into yourself. Did you follow a routine of Sunday morning to go to church? Or did you walk in here to worship him? To listen from the word of God? I want you to make that prayer today. God, speak to me. God, we want to hear from you. Can you make that prayer today? Open your mouth and pray to God. God, we want to hear from you. Because I have nothing to give you people. I am a messed up man just like you. I'm a broken man who needs to be poured into. There are Sundays I walk in and I'm God, speak to me. Because I did not know what to do. If you are in that place, ask God to speak to you today. Because it's not the voice of man that you need to hear. It's the voice of God. Only Holy Spirit can speak to your heart today. Do you have that expectation to receive? The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Can we earnestly, from the bottom of the heart, desire to hear God's word? Are you hungry today to hear God's word? Doesn't matter how much time I spend in encyclopedia. Doesn't matter how many Bible scholars I talk to. Bring the content. It's not about content. It's about your heart. Are you ready to receive the word that God has for you today? It's not my word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we surrender ourselves into your hands. We surrender our hearts into your hands today, Father God. Speak to us. Speak to your word, Father God. Your word that is a living word. Speak and breathe a new life into us. God, we need you today. We need you to speak to us, Father God. God, I do not have anything for them. I pray your Holy Spirit will take control over this place today and speak from the word. Prepare our hearts and minds. Help us to leave that distraction behind. What we will do after church today. What is going to happen this week? What is our pe- ne- person next to us is doing? What is the people around our church will be thinking? God, help us to lay aside all distraction and focus on you today. Because we know that you have something important to say. I surrender myself to you, God. God. God, I'm nothing, God. I don't have eloquency to speak to them. I do not have the biblical knowledge and the deep theological understanding. I'm just a man master, just like everyone else. Help me to pour into their life, Lord. Please, Holy Spirit, fill me that you may minister to them. It's not, Lord, I'm abandoning myself today. God, speak to them, speak to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are in the Abraham series. And Pastor Jeff uh, is doing a great job talking about the faith journey of Abraham. The topic I have is worship. It's funny how it coincidentally merged into his one of the, you know, the topic he is, be, you know, being covering. So it's from the story of Abraham. So we're going to look at the story of Abraham, but not from the faith aspect, which Jeff is doing a great job covering it. We're going to look at the worship aspect of his life. So uh, we read the passage today. Um, this this topic is in my heart for quite some time now. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of things led to that. Uh, the message from... Uh, Kevin, message from Tim Kopko, messages from Jeff, and how God is being communicated, you know, speaking to me, my heart, uh, it all led to this topic. So let's dive into this topic. The two things I want to do is what is worship and why we should worship. What is worship? What does worship mean to you? How many of you looked up the dictionary meaning of worship? Anybody? You know, worship is that one word. It got to a point. We don't know what some, you know, worship implies. So I went back and looked up in the dictionary. I was like, what is the root meaning? Like, you know, what what does it mean, right? Because it's funny, growing up, we would call the singing part of the Sunday service praise and worship. And the way we defined it is praises were the faster songs and worship were the slower songs, So it's it's funny how, you know, we give meaning to some words. So I went back to the dictionary. This is what I found, noun form. Reverent honor and homage paid to God or a sacred personage or to an object regarded as sacred. Another uh, meaning, formal or ceremonious rendering of such honor and homage. The verb, to feel an adoring reverence or regard for any person or thing. It made me really think. It really made me think, do we worship God? What is worship? If it is reverent honor and homage paid to God, how are we doing it? We call the Sunday morning gathering worship. But what does that mean to you? Is it the gathering or is it what we do here? Can we turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verse 1? I'm going to go ESV on this one. appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship? Take a moment, think about it, think about it. The songs we sing is a worship, but it's a part of worship. It's not a whole worship. The whole worship is our life, what we do with our life. Sometimes we put a demarcation between the job that we do. Hey, it's a job. It's what we do, right? And then we dress up and we come Sunday morning and that's worship. You know, ethically doing your job is an act of worship. Right? If you're given a task, right, with a good heart, properly, With your mind and soul, if you're doing, completing that task, it's an act of worship. How you represent in the society, it's an act of worship. The volunteering you do in the church, it's an act of worship. Every aspect of life, understand it. in Old Testament, it was a very different style of worship. In New Testament, we are the sacrifice. We are a living sacrifice. What does that mean? God has given us free will. We are laying aside that free will and every day dying to the cross, dying to Christ, giving up our selfish ambitions, giving up every idols in our life and constantly giving ourselves up to God is an act of worship. Let that sink in. Sometimes we just come and become spectator of worship. We walk in, we listen to two songs, five songs, walk out of here and feel happy that we went to church. The next time you are in any situation Think how you're worshiping God. Everything that you're doing, are you worshiping God? It's a question you need to ask. God, I'm going to take my kids to the baseball game or whatever sports they are in, am I worshiping God? Is the other parents there seeing, am I worshiping God? Everything that you do, the new purchases you're doing, am I worshiping God? Is it for selfish ambitions or is it going to glorify God? It's a question you ask. Every stages of your life, everything you do, uh, is my life an act of worship. Why we should worship. You know, when I was preparing, uh, at first I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give like four points, five points about why we should worship. And I stood there and I'm like, wait a second. Just if I were to talk, every reason the Bible talks about, you know, why we should worship. I'm like, we don't have enough time today. It's a lot, just from Scripture, quoting Scripture. Then imagine what God has done specifically in your life. How many reasons do you have to worship Him? The testimonies of your life. I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in a church. I did not know there was food next day in the house. I have every, if I go back and count all the blessings God has done in my life, I would be just, my life can be used just to give thanks to God and worship Him. I want to I I take you to some of the passages, and then we're going to come to the gospel message of why we should worship Him. Because he loved us, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Revelation 4, 8 11. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they, uh, they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 God Almighty, who was and who is and he's to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O God, to receive all glory receive glory. And honor and power, for you created all things, and by you, you will, uh, your will, they exist and were created. First Chronicle sixteen twenty nine. Give to the Lord the glory due to His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Just with these three words, this is how I would like to summarize it. God is a creator. He is an army of angels worshiping him day and night, perpetually, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And we are his creation who messed up, who fell in sin. Instead of just discarding him, he chose to love us. He sent his own son to die on the cross to redeem us. He didn't have to do it. We didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve salvation. It's not because we did something that we have salvation. It was a gift of God. What more reason do you need to worship him? What more reason do you need to worship him? We were condemned to eternal death. But God chose to love us. His creation. And he said, you know what? I'm going to redeem you guys. The ladies conference, the theme was redeemed. It was a beautiful session. God redeemed us. And what the Bible encourages is the Apostle says, I appeal you therefore, you know, present to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let that sink in. What can you do today to even come closer to the valley of salvation that you have in Christ? There's nothing. There's nothing. God doesn't want your money. God doesn't want your anything. That doesn't mean you stop giving tithe. That's for the glory of God. That's an act of worship. But the idea is it's not about anything else that you do. It's not about the immaterialist thing. It's about your heart and how you want to honor God with your life. Are you living a life of sacrifice? He is a God. Sometimes we need to stop and think who our God is. He is worthy to receive all the praises, all the honor, all the glory. You know, sometimes we don't understand the privilege we have to worship God. Do you stop and think about the privilege we have? Do you know where we are right now? In the Old Testament, when God was in the process of redeeming Israel, when he chose Israel as the people to represent God, God said, I'm going to delve among you, and you're going to build a tabernacle. And the tabernacle had three sections, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. Did you guys do you guys know the tabernacle? You know, as a common man, Death, you know, when he wanted to go into the presence of God, he could never walk into Holy of Holies. For that matter, even the high priest could not go into Holy Holies whenever he liked. He could only go once a year where the actual presence of God was so concentrated, so much dwelling among men. He couldn't just walk in. He would tie a rope around his body to walk in. In the event, there is a sin in him. He dies there. And there's nobody who can go and pick up that body. So they would tie a rope so you could pull the body out that was the presence of god and the on the death of the cross jesus death on the cross broke that veil. we are the temple of the holy ghost he gave us holy spirit that lives within us we are the holy of holies where we gather the saints gather is the holy of holies they didn't have that privilege they didn't have the privilege Forget about Old Testament for a second. Today, in this 21st century, how many, in how many countries you cannot worship God? You won't have a head over your neck if they find out that you possess a Bible. I don't know how many of you noticed that there, there's a, there's a uh, poster on this notice board uh, on the walkway, Persecute, uh, Pray for the Persecuted. How many of us stop in front of it and think for a second the freedom we have to come here and worship God? People have underground churches where they hide from authorities so they could go and sing songs to God and offer their sacrifice of praise, offer their worship. And here we are in America, we have full freedom to go out. We can stand out in this parking lot and start singing and nobody can bother us. We sometimes take our privileges for granted. You know, Pastor Jeff, for the last couple of weeks, has been encouraging us to open our mouth and sing songs in the church. Let me give you an experience I had. So the beginning of March, my niece was getting baptized. So they are in Birmingham, UK. And I went to witness the baptism. And the church is a little longer than this. And the worship leaders are on the stage singing. I'm somewhere sitting in the middle. I'm not even like far out, right? I'm in the middle of the church these people are blasting the sound system. They started the song, I could hear them sing. After the first stanza, like the chorus, I couldn't hear what was coming out of the speaker because the people were singing with their mouth open. And it was such a beautiful experience. I imagine how the heaven is going to sound when millions of angels sing in one voice. People, it's not about your talent to sing. It's where your heart is and what you want to offer here today. If you remain silent, the rocks will cry out. We're not trying to put up a show here. Sometimes we make it like it's a show. Because we want to come experience, you know, go. What is preventing you from Singing a song in the church. What is preventing you from expressing your love to God in a church? I would understand if you go to a restaurant and you, you know, you have limitations, you're cautious about how you represent. And here, the purpose of us is coming is to sing and dance and make a joyful noise. Right? Psalms, read Psalms. It's all about singing and dancing. David danced. He embarrassed his wife. Wife goes, No, that's not my husband. (laughs) Oh, it's not in the Bible. Just just don't, you know, I'm just expressing it. Like, she was like, You're the king. How could you do it? He's like, I don't care. I'm worshiping the God. If a king on the earth who rules the kingdom, can dance undignified in the presence of God. What is your limitation? Preach it. (laughs) If that means there's something wrong somewhere, it's time that we address that. I grew up in churches. You know, when God brought us here, like, I... I'll be honest, I, there's a lot of things I wish was different because I grew up in an environment wherein, when we worshiped, we really worshiped God. I think next time, if you, you know what? I will encourage you, if you're going for a vacation next time, go to India. And I'm going to give you some <laughs> churches that you can visit and see how people worship there. And understand, these are the people not grew up Christians. Some of them found Christ when they were like in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And the way they worship God, like nothing matters. They don't care who's standing next to them. You know, have you been to a sports bar? The same members in the church, if you go to a sports bar and they're rooting for their favorite team, have you seen the zealous they have? (laughs) The screaming, the noise that they come out? We are in the presence of a living God who deserved all glory, honor, power. And what do we do? (laughs) We don't have half the zealous that a king deserves. How would you behave if a favorite sports team shows up here today? What excitement do you have? Do you have that excitement when you worship God? Guys, it's time to check into ourselves and say, what is preventing us from worshiping? So when I say worship, when I say worship now, the part of worship, which is, you know, the word worship means reverent, honor, and homage paid to God. When you come here to do that thing, are we here together as a church, the body of Christ, to acknowledge what Christ has done for us? Are we here to, you know, we're here to worship Him. And that, what that worship means, how we express ourselves to give their reverence to God, giving that honor to God. You know, if you do not know, if, see, I'm not trying to be like Pentecostal here. There's a lot of lessons that to be learned from Pentecostal people, though. They know how to worship. They really know how to worship. You go there, you're like, woo! You feel the presence of God. You feel the energy. Because the worship comes from heart. They're not shy to tell God that they love Him. They're not shy to tell God that His Son, what He did for us. They are not ashamed of dancing in front of God. It's time that we, as a church, need to take a little more serious effort on how we praise Him in the church and when we gather together. We need to open our mouth and sing. We need to mean every, this gospel sung to you. There's a reason to sing, like God gave songs for a reason. How many times the songs have encouraged you in your life? There are times the songs will speak directly into what I am going through. Does the songs bring tears in your eyes because it spoke to you? If it is not, you're not worshiping enough. I want to conclude by going back to the story of Abraham. We read two passages. The first one was, the, the, the thing I want to point out is He built an altar, and he pitched his tent. Let that sink in. What is the difference between pitching a tent and building? The thing he used to worship God, it was a permanent structure. He built it. But where he lived, didn't matter. He used a tent. If FBI was tracking Abraham today, it's very easy to find him. Look where the altars were. Is your life, are you building an altar that people will see and say, this is a man of God who is worshiping God. I see the altar. Let that sink in. Are we building an altar in our house that our children see that we are worshiping God? You know, Uh, This passage, Jeff will cover it very later. I mean, I think he is a couple of weeks out. But I wanted to take you uh, to the story of Isaac. When Isaac was born, God God, uh, God asked Abraham to take him and go sacrifice. And on the way of the sacrifice, that is the conversation that we read today. Isaac asked, Father, We have the wood for the burnt offering. We have the fire, but where is the lamb? Uh, Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? That kid, all his life, saw how his father worshipped God. He knew exactly what is a component of worship. He knew exactly what is supposed to happen. It's a child asking, Father, where is the burnt offering? You know, if you, I don't, if you haven't heard anything I said earlier, I want you to listen to this line. Church, listen to this. If you do not teach your children to worship the living God, the world will give them idols to worship because they were made to worship. Let that sink in. If your life is not an example of worship to your children, your grandchildren, we are already giving them idols. We are giving them television. We are giving them sports, the school, everything around that can be idolized. We are already giving them. If worship and God is not on the top list, they already have an idol to worship. And they will worship the idols. It's time that we start building our altar.